The flush. So fast, it hardly seems real. So vivid, the moment freezes in time before erupting in a blur of spurs and feathers. It's why we changed the way upland loads are built with Prairie Storm. Exclusive flight control flex wad technology and a mix of copper plated lead and flight stopper pellets combine to create dense, deadly shot strings through any choke. Longer shots, more power, fewer missed birds. Only from Federal. This episode of the Flush Podcast is brought to you by Federal Ammunition, Waltons, Nutrisource Pet Foods, Aluma Trailers, Grain Belt Premium Beer, North Dakota Tourism, and of course by Onyx Hunt. We're live at Remedy Brewing in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Onyx Hunt Bash to kickstart this pheasant hunting season with a big time crowd of pheasant hunters. We've got trivia coming up, giveaways, information about the new PATH program that just launched here bird numbers in South Dakota, and who knows what will happen when this crowd is here because Onyx is paying the bar tab. Green light. Send it. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Flush Podcast, live at Remedy Brewing Woo! in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for the Onyx season opener party. I am Travis Frank. I'll be your host tonight. Behind me over here is Brandon Morton, and next to me, on the far side of the table, Benjamin Bredigan, the man that put all of this together. Let's hear it for Ben from Onyx. <laughs> Can we get a louder ruckus for Jake Hansen from Pheasants Forever in the middle here? All right. Woo! All right. We are counting down the hours until opening day here in South Dakota, also in Minnesota. Correct. It's this Saturday, so we're less than two days away. So why not throw a bash, Ben, right? Yeah, 100%. Why in the world did you do this? Because it's our favorite time of year. This is what we live for right here. This is what we live for. So everybody here tonight, thank you so much for coming out. Quick announcement, free beer all night. Ben, Ben. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. Onyx is paying the tab. So at any time, if you want to keep going back to the bar and getting more, you can do that. There's also food over there. We also have a microphone in front of us. Our goal tonight is to have as much fun with all of you as possible. We also have a lot of items to give away. We have two Rufflin kennels. We've got Yeti dog bowls, we've got hats, we've got shirts, we've got Yeti mugs, we've got, Ben, what else do we got? What are we've, we got, we've got koozies. We've got guns. We've got, we've got suppressor. Guns. We've Holy got all moly. sorts of stuff. And we're not leaving here with any of it. Not one single bit of it. All thanks to your hard work, buddy. When yeah. you do something, man, you do not mess around. Why mess around? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank, like, every, there's a lot of companies that have, have helped. And so big thanks to you, Trav, and, and uh, Pheasants Forever for getting this together so and and obviously like i am not a one-man band yeah your team here look at this she's bringing up a mug right now look at that service all the way from colorado are you from montana colorado Colorado. okay jill was from montana jocelyn's from colorado and jill is from so let's give them a big round of applause applause, everybody here for all the work that went into making this happen so you guys ben you you made a limited editions hat that i'm wearing yes this is a limited edition rooster hat and you made 200 of them. I think you gave I, them all the first uh, 200 people that yep, walked in tonight. First 200 people got this awesome hat. Turned out really well. So um, I think you gave them all away already, right? 
Uh, if not, there's only a handful left. Maybe. So, so I have heard from people, because we obviously put this message out on social media that the first 200 people get the hat. People that couldn't make it sent me messages. How do I get the hat? Yeah, I, <laughs> I get lots of messages. Yes. Like, yeah, I said, you got to come to you gotta yeah. come tonight as far as I know, right? Oh, I hate. You got to come here and drink free beer and yes. talk hunting. Oh, and, oh. and talk about hunting yeah, with right. other hunters. And eat free food. Sounds awful. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to talk about the PATH program. That's a big deal in South Dakota this year. And that's really one of the emphasis tonight of why we wanted to get together and throw this bash. We're also going to talk about uh, what we can expect here in a couple days because Jake has decided to do all of the road survey counts in the state of South Dakota for this show, right? I've tried my best, and I might not tell you all the spots, Travis. Well, well, nobody's listening, so you can just <laughs> yeah. whisper it quietly. Uh, ben and I have ripped the, the state of South Dakota for the last couple weeks, and I've heard about it tonight from a lot of you, and this is your chance to have a rebuttal. Tonight. Yes, we're going to defend South Dakota tonight, Travis. Absolutely. We're here and ready. All right. All right. But before you guys get the chance to defend South Dakota, and before I tell you why I've been ripping South Dakota, it's not a bad thing, but I am going to have trivia. Anybody up for trivia? All right. All right. Let's do this. You're going to know the... Well, actually, I don't know. Um, let's, let's figure this out. Brandon. Is it a hand-raising deal here? I don't know. So we have a microphone, like I said, on this table. And we are going to give away these items. I have 10 questions. That means the first person to answer the question correctly is going to have their choice of anything here, whether it's a Rufflin kennel or, I mean, you guys have a lot of really, really good options. Oh, this is dangerous. We, it is dangerous. So I'm a little, I know I'm a little nervous that we're going to actually hurt somebody here. So I don't know if we do, like, Jocelyn and Jill, maybe you do... The hand raise, maybe we raise hands and then yeah, let's, whoever raised their hands first gets to come up or it's a race to the mic. Oh gosh, no. Oh boy. <laughs> kind of like beer. We have beer up here. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's too close it's to my too beer. too much Travis. equipment. All right, we can't race. Yeah. Brandon, is it okay if we don't race? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know if we're going to be able to see. Okay, we'll try our best we'll watch. To, to watch and see. Okay, and then if this, whoever comes up Guesses first, gets it wrong. Are we raising hands, right? We're going to raise hands. Right. Or yell your name. And hand raise. Whatever right. you can do to Yelling. get our attention is going to increase your chances. Yeah. All right? All right. So here we go. I'm going to read the question. First one to yell and raise their hand comes up to the microphone. You say your name, and then you answer the question. If you get it right, you're going to hear. That's right. If you get it wrong, you'll hear. Hen. Maybe we yell rooster if it's right, hen if it's wrong. Okay. And if you're wrong, then somebody yells their name and raises their hand, and then we're going to have the next person come up, all right? And then it's going to be like the kid that dropped their tray in the yeah. lunchroom whoa, and lots of boos. So. We won't boo anybody. No, there's no booing here. You're too nice. All right, Jake, you can't win. <laughs> yeah. all right? I'm trying to. You can't win. I've Just... already read your questions. Okay. Question number one. When was the first pheasant released in South Dakota? We have a hand. Come on up. I saw right over here. Here she comes. But she was very timid. It was like her hand went up, but then it kind of you kind of lowered it a little bit. Microphone is right over here on that side of the table. Hold it right up to your face. Right up to your mouth. What's your name? Tina. Tina. What year was the first pheasant released in South Dakota? 
1909. Ben. Oh. Okay. There was a hey. second. There was over a here. second one over here, but I do see your hand. Sorry about that. It's my husband's fault, not that, mine. Uh, it Thank always you. is. It's always. It's yeah. always our Thanks fault. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> oh. All right. Give her a hand for Chai, though, for her husband. Uh, uh, you walk by the mic, sir. Next up. The second. Who was the second? In yep, the come on yep. up here. Come on yep. up here. The show's got to go on. We only have an hour, and we've got 10 questions and a lot to get to here. A lot yep. to give away. <laughs> we got to move fast. All right. Fast. Pretend there's a rooster. Dog's on point. Here we go. What's your name? Cade. Cade, what year was the first pheasant released in South Dakota? 1936. Cur... No, 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 no. 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 I meant to say incorrect. I think the second, right here, right here, this gentleman I saw was the next one. Doug, 1908. That's ah! right! Doug, with the first answer. Doug, you have your choice of any item you see on the table here in front of us. What's Doug choosing? Ah. Uh-oh. Good oh, going for it. For there it. goes a ruffling kennel. First one of the night is Congrats, gone. Doug. Congratulations. Look at that. The leg rest is putting up. Congrats, ah, Doug. Wow, woo! you got the easy one tonight, too. All right. Okay, here we go. Question number two. When, I, I actually have to hide this as people be yeah, kind of right? looking. When was, the, when was the first pheasant hunting season held in South Dakota? Right there. Yeah, you guys are going to have to be my judges because as I'm reading it, I can see hands starting to go up. Name? Joel. Uh-oh. Nope. Try to Joel. There, there we go. go. Joel, when was the first pheasant hunting season in South Dakota? 1919? That's correct. All right. On October 30th, 1919, 1,000 hunters harvested 200 pheasants during a special one-day pheasant hunting season in Spink County, South Dakota. All right. There goes another Rufflin Kennel. Congrats, Joel. Congratulations. Nobody can have their phones out right now to be researching these. Ah, yeah, you put it in a way they can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number three. South Dakota's pre-season pheasant population hit its highest point ever at 16 million pheasants. What year did this happen? You can guess, guys. It doesn't hurt to guess. We got a hand. Got a Come hand. on up. Come back up. I should say, if dude, can you only win once, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's do only yeah. win once. You haven't won yet, I know. There's a kennel right there. And, yep. All right, what's your name? Ty. Ty? 2022? Yeah. No, and, and I'm going to tell you that you're not even close. Not even close. After and I'll tell you why in a second. Next up. Uh, Drew, you can guess 1945. Drew, that's correct. Whoa, Whoa. I would also accept 1946. This was the year wow. that the pheasants reached the highest point in South Dakota in their history. Drew's going. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Bowl. I didn't mean to. That was a good guess. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be rude to you there. Um, that was really good. Yeah, 1946. Did you know that? No. Uh, so, I, was, I wasn't alive in 1946. I know, but you worked for Pheasants Forever. You're supposed to know all of this stuff. I'll, tr I'll try my best on the next one. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Everybody's going to know the answer to this one. In 1929, this opening day tradition began in South Dakota, and it continues to this day. Ready? 
get we got two. one here and, and then he got two second one on the but he, yep. he's got yeah. a Houston Astros hat so he doesn't get to guess. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm still true. better about the Twins losing last night. Too soon. Uh, the 12 o'clock opening time. That's correct. Uh, opening day is at 12 o'clock. It's changed, it's, Travis. It's, it's changed. changed. But it was. When did they change it? I don't know, like three years or four years ago. A few well, years sorry, ago. I, I, I should have taken the part that it continues. All right, all right. Boo him. Boo him. Boo, Boo me. Yes. But. But. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, enough! <laughs> I thought I thought I, I heard it. I'm hearing the headphones. I was like, "Jeez, I know." Yikes! Well, it, that is the year that it first began, though. It was. Yeah, that's the question I asked, sir. <laughs> I was wrong to say that it continues to this day. I thought it. All right, I'm sorry. You can take the heat can on that one. We'll give him some free beer. Yeah, yeah can yeah. I offer you some free beer? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drowned your. All sorrows. right. Okay. I thought. I yeah. All right. I thought it was just an opening day thing. Yeah. We have okay. In number five. What year did South Dakota make the ringneck pheasant its state bird? You want to oh, give us a hands? Are we got a hand got over one, here. Right? Yep. Come on up, sir. Dan. Dan, thank you for coming. What year? 37. 1937. I want to say uh, so bad, but I can't. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Next up. I got three right here. Oh, wait. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ben, it was 1943. That's right. Thank you very much. Grab an item here. Jake, you're going to know the answer to this one. I'm pretty sure anyway. Yep. Yeah, there's not a bad option over there. Shirts, hats, that Yeti mug. Shirts, hats, dog bowls. Dog bowls, yep. We still have some really good items up here, guys. So uh, we're going to keep going. I've got four more. What year was Pheasants Forever formed? Oh, yep. Is he taking it back? All right. Uh, I think I saw another hand over okay. here first. So. All right. I, you gotta, you're up second. In. I think this one here came up first. The year Pheasants Forever formed was... 1982. That's correct. What's your name? Charlie. Thanks for coming, Charlie. Congrats, you won. Charlie. Congratulations. Pick your prize. All right. Moving along. Number seven. What year was the Conservation Reserve Program launched in America? Ooh, the CRP question. program that we have today. What year was it launched in America? Did you? I couldn't see over on this side, Ben. Who was it? Uh, Colin, 1956. No. Oh, no. Next up, I think. Right here. Right here. All right. Come on up. Come on up. Ben, can you put your headset back on? I know you're doing moving it all. And shaking you're, you're over moving here. And shaking over there. Yeah, but we can't hear you. All right, sir. Uh, Mike. Right, 1984. I wish I could say yes. Uh, Third, oh. right here in the white. All right. Oh, the young boy right there. Oh, yeah, the young boy right there. Yeah. What's your name, sir? Tesher. Can you say that Tesher, again? Put your Tesher. Mic One more time. Tesher. 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 Thanks yeah. for coming out today. That's a sweet onyx hat. Yeah. yeah. What is your guess, sir? 1982. Oh, give him a hat anyway. Uh, it's not. Oh, he's, <laughs> he dropped the mic. Dropped literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> that's. <laughs> we got. We got one oh, more try. Okay. All right. You, it's. Have anything you want. 
Craig, 1985. That's correct. Congrats, Craig. 1985 was the year America launched the Conservation Reserve Program, which is going to lead us into our next question. South Dakota's CRP acres peaked at 1.5 million acres, and preseason pheasant populations reached modern-day high of nearly 12 million birds. What year did this happen? Question right here in the best. Is it here or over there? I, uh, he, he was sneaking his here? hand up right away at okay. the end of the question. So there's one, two, then three from what I can see. All right, my name's Zach. This is going to be shot in the wind, but 1992? No, sir. All right. All right. Number two. Thanks for trying. Here we go. Number two. Come, come on, on up. up. No. <clears throat> Keep it coming. You might as well come up and be ready in case. Logan, 2008? No, Logan, but that's a great guess. I think Mike, I see. 1996. Nope, Mike, sorry. Next, come on up. Matt, you're up after this one. Luke. All right, Luke. 2007. Oh, oh, oh got it. sorry. <laughs> That's correct. South Dakota CRP acres peaked in 2007. I said it was a good guess. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys are going to know this one. You probably all went there. And if you didn't, you I don't know why. I, we can't be friends if you didn't. What year did Sioux Falls, South Dakota host the first their first Pheasants Forever National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic? Gentlemen right here. And then year two. What year did this town host the first Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic? Uh, 2018. What was your name? Corey. Corey? That's correct. All right, Corey. All right, here we go. Moving along. A pheasant can fly this many days after its hatch. What is the answer? How many days after a pheasant is hatched can they fly? I saw a hand over there. Hand right here. Right Ma'am, come on up. Name? My name's Jordan. 25. Jordan, I wish I could say yes. Thanks for trying. Gentlemen over here coming on up. Oh, yeah, big big hunter oh, yeah. here. What's your name, sir? What's your name? Uh, Lipley. What do you think? Ten. Ooh, that's close, but it's not correct. Next up. Go ahead and grab a hat. Eleven. <laughs> it's very close, but it's still not correct. <laughs> Sir, what's your name? 21 days, John. John, that is still not correct. Keep them coming. What's your name? Aurelia. Two weeks old. 14 days. <sighs> it's pretty close, but it's still not correct. I'm sorry. Oh, hey. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We right. Come on. Oh, that's a sweet hat. Yep. Mike, you got a guess? Nope. Walking by. 14 days. We just had wow. fourteen days. Oh, Corey. We just oh, had that. Oh, wow. Wow. Kent? Kent, 15 days. No, no, wow. no, no, no. One, how many more? <laughs> we got another. Yeah, he's the same guy. 16. Very close, but still no. <laughs> Give him one more. Sorry. <laughs> Todd, 17. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> get up here. Come on. Come on. Todd, get up here. here. 12. Ah! Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Holy moly. 
That was a tough question, apparently. All right. Yep. You get, there were a lot of close guesses. They were all on both wow. sides. You know, it, it hurt me I to like, say no. I like the young man that's like, he's just going to shoot his shot and come up here Yes, twice. I know. I like that. Yes. He just stuck back in line. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that, that is, is my kind of guy. Yeah. I want to go hunting with him. All right. A pheasant can fly. Oh, no, I already said that. How fast can a, ke- can a pheasant run? And this is according to Wikipedia. Don't pick up your phones. Yep. Young man. Yeah, come on <laughs> yeah, come up. Come yes. <laughs> um, six miles per hour. Oh. They can do that, but how fast? Keep going. Here, hold on. I think they can go faster. Come back. <laughs> 26. Come down a little bit lower. 25. A little bit lower yet. 24. Cl- closer to your first guess. <laughs> Don't Ben's, listen to Ben. Ben's leading him astray. I know, Ben's leading him astray. <laughs> down, down. 20. 10? Yes, that's right. Yeah, big round of applause. Wait, is that over? I'm curious. I, I know. That's is that I, over a distance? Like, I, that's unfair. I because. actually don't like that question at all. Because I have. That boo on me for putting that one in there. Yeah. Because that was terrible. I've seen them run way faster than 10 they miles can, an hour. They can run faster than me. I I've can seen, promise you I've that. seen you and run I'm 10 fast. miles an hour in the field, and that pheasant was way ahead of you. I'm really fast. Not, you weren't even close five to it. Five foot eight inches. Like, all right. Last question. And then we're going to move on. What is the top... When I said 10 questions, I wasn't even yeah, close. This is 12. This How is already is at 12. This is already at 12. But I, I run the show, so I can do this, you know, unless Brandon turns <laughs> this off, you know. Too so here sure. we go. What is the top flight speed of a pheasant? In the air. Right here. Right here, ma'am. Come on in. Wait, say that again. Oh, we lost her. Brandon? Check, check. Oh, yeah. Lynn, 35. Lynn... That's cruising speed. That is not top flight speed. Uh, but that's a good right, guess. Come on up. 16. We'll get a little higher. 16. How about, how about like 40-ish? 42? 42. That's a really good guess. I think you should take one of these hats. But it is not yeah. the right answer. Since this is our last question, we're going to let this one. I see ma'am over there. Come on up. Then your second. I have a hat, too. Then I saw a third over here. All right, 60 what's, miles per hour. What's your name? Allie. Allie. Yeah. Spot on. Well done. Well done. Could you hit one at that speed, do you think? What? Do you think you could hit one at that speed? Never. Never? Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> now is a great time to make the most of all that tasty meat you harvested. Maybe it's time to try a new recipe, sprinkle on a new seasoning, or make your own jerky and sausage. Trust me, it's not that hard to do, and it can be fun for the whole family. It doesn't matter what you harvested or what you want to prepare with it. Walton's has you covered. Walton's has everything but the meat. That's their motto. Walton's.com has everything, and I mean everything you need to process and prepare your meat. Plus, they have an online community called Meatgistics that's full of recipes and meat processing information. The sky's the limit, my friends. You don't have to be a pro to cook like one. Head to Walton's.com today and enjoy meat processing season. Thankfully, it's a season that never ends. A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shots stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered. And at the end of the day, may you share in the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight pointers and the 12 ounces. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. 
Bring grain belt to the outdoors with our limited edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12 and 24 pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. A healthy dog is a happy dog, and a dog's optimal health ultimately starts with an optimal diet. That's why I trust Nutrisource Performance Dog Food to keep Daisy healthy and running to her full potential. Nutrisource now has a full circle feeding plan that can help your dog achieve their full potential too. The full circle feeding plan revolves around their entire lineup of Nutrisource dog foods that contain their good for life system. The Nutrisource good for life system is packed with probiotics, prebiotics, and proprietary minerals that work together to support your dog's heart health and gut health. By combining this system in all of their dry foods and wet foods, you can rotate carbs and proteins like chicken, beef, fish, and lamb to meet and exceed your dog's needs and accelerate their natural desire to eat. Plus, their toppers like kombucha add even more health benefits for our dogs. Learn more about Nutrisource dog foods and the benefits of their full circle feeding plans at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Okay, tonight, as uh, Allie takes this item here, tonight we're going to continue this live show and at any point... If you want any of the items remaining, all you have to do is come up here, raise your hand, ask us a question, tell us a story, anything. Be a part of the show. We want to interact with you. We are going to preview pheasant opener here in how many hours until opening? Oh, it's man, not twelve. We, a, it's not twelve p.m. It doesn't p.m. start at that noon, now. Travis. It doesn't start at noon. It starts at ten a.m. on Saturday morning, which is what? Mike, come over here, please. Do the math. When you gotta grab the mic, grab that microphone, <laughs> Mike, get the mic. When did they go to 10 a.m. start time on opening day? Oh, I'm gonna say about 20 or 21. 21, I'm gonna go with 21. All right, 20. 20. All right, well, that's right. I was pretty close. I mean, yeah. You know. Does Mike get a prize for that? Mike, you get a prize. You have guessed plenty of times, and I wanted you to have something. Well, after you, after, <laughs> after you heckled us. <laughs> no, but it was yeah. deserved. I need to it know. Was. Thank you, you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys all once again for coming out tonight. And to Onyx for throwing the big bash. Ben, you have outdone yourself once again. Standing room only here. And I love every part of it. Everyone, uh, if you're going out pheasant hunting this weekend... I want you to yell rooster, and then we'll do, if you can't go this weekend, you got to yell hen, just so we get an idea of how many yeah. people here are going to be hunting on opening day in South Dakota. One, two, three, rooster. Ready? One, two, three. Rooster! What about non-residents? I don't think they're welcome. I know. I have to wait a week. You got to wait a week? Yeah. Okay. You have to so if you're not <laughs> able to go hunting for opener this weekend... On three, you say hen, okay? One, two, three. Hen. Oh, that, that was way depressing. That was yeah. so depressing. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, would that be like a third of, a, of you can't go? Uh, but I assume everyone in this audience tonight will be pheasant hunting at some point in South Dakota. I spoke with a gentleman from Hilton Head, South, South Carolina. Carolina. That's all the way up here. Right Come on here. over here if you don't mind. I got to find out what brought you this far. And then there's also uh, Doug. It's Doug, right? Yeah, I, after this gentleman here, I want, I want to hear where you just returned from, okay? If you're okay sharing it. Yeah. All right. So you're going to grab the mic, and I want you to hold it right up here. All right. What's your name? 
Bill Cole. Bill? Bill. All the way from Hilton Head. Yes. What brought you up here? My good buddy, Kirk Kessler, introduced me to pheasant hunting about 20 years ago. And uh, I've been coming with him pretty much since then. So. Gotcha. So you've been hunting grouse already, right? You got rained out today, but you've been hunting yeah, the last we couple of days. Yeah, we were out at Lower Brule, uh, this whole week and uh, saw birds and shot a few. And it's nice. Been, it's been real nice. So what is it about coming all the way up here, traveling across country, that keeps you coming back every year? Ah. Well, the camaraderie with the buddies, uh, the great environment of the locale, and uh, a lot of good birds. Yeah. Yeah. So, lots of fun. Well, thanks for coming out here tonight. I know you guys had to make a couple hour drive. And did you fly in or drive from South Carolina? We flew in from, actually flew in from Atlanta. Okay. Easier to get here from there. <laughs> and uh, flew into Omaha, drove up and over to uh, Lower Brule. So. Is there anybody in the audience tonight that has come further than Hilton Head, South Carolina, that traveled further? Gentleman in the Astros there? hat, you could come up. I Well, we I, got right here, Trav. <laughs> I know. Jordan, right? No, not Jordan. All right, all right, come on up. Further than South Carolina. Come on in. Might be a caveat here. My husband moved us here from New York State to hunt pheasants. We moved here for the pheasants. Really? Awesome. Yeah, right. So you you are from New York originally. We're from New York. We moved here for the pheasant hunting. And do you love it as much as he does? I like walk around the field. I don't do the hunting personally, (laughs) but I like cooking them. You do? Cool. I do. Do you have a a favorite? I just had pheasant pot pie last night. My wife, I swear, makes the best pheasant pot pie from scratch. And my kids, like, we just hammer it. It is so I've good. I've never made that, but that sounds incredible. Okay, send me a message. I'm going to get you my wife's recipe. But what is your favorite pheasant recipe? Um, John, what's your favorite pheasant recipe? We do it a bunch of different ways. We do, like, Middle Eastern style. We Ooh. do Asian style. We do Mexican oh style. We do every style of pheasant. And you guys live in Sioux Falls? We live in Canastota. All right. Yep. Excellent. You seeing a few birds around? Optimistic is pretty, optimism pretty high for Saturday? Yes, we're, we're going out on Saturday. We're yeah. ready. Awesome. Well, good luck. Thank, thank you guys you. very much thank for coming you. out yeah. tonight. Yeah, thank you. Doug, uh, you just returned from quite an adventure. Do you want to share real quick where you just came from? Name? So I got to give a shout out to Spink County because that's where I'm from. But okay. uh, yeah. So I uh, Sounds spent like there's a the couple last others 10 out there. days, September 15th through the 25th in Alaska chasing the ptarmigan slam and a spruce grouse and and the flush just come out with the episode in july travis had it in two episodes i hunted the same place that they were all alaska outdoors and i'm happy to say that i shot the slam in the first day but i had four days booked so i was like well what do you do the next three days but kill more ptarmigan so what was that experience like i mean it's, it's hard to really put into words or even like on the screen, see it, um, or to, to really feel how vast and how big and amazing it is to be up in those mountains. So a kid from South Dakota that hunts flatland pheasants for a living has a dream hunt of going to Alaska, which basically is an elk or a mountain goat hunt. You drop some weight, you work out at the YMCA to go in hopes of shooting the slam 
being in Book position. four days because yeah. you don't know what the weather's like because yep. the guide says, well, the week you went, a couple years before, they had measurable snow. I'm like, well, I'm used to that in South Dakota, and then you don't get to go. I booked four days, and I flew four days and hunted, which was amazing. That he is. Said it's the best weather they've had in the last couple of years. But to shoot the slam the first day and shoot the rock ptarmigan as the last bird when you're at mountain goat range, sitting next to mountain goat poop, <laughs> shot your bird, it was pretty amazing. That sounds awesome. Great. Well, congratulations to you. I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah, I'd it like, is- like to thank you for all your uh, help you know, and asking questions through that. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Jake at Chief Upland, though, for making a killer vest. Oh, yeah. That kind of helped carrying You had everything you needed in there? I had everything I needed cinched out, carry 10 birds, water. So a shout out at Chief Chief Upland. Jake, you make a killer vest. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Let's get on with the PATH program because that is a big reason why we are here tonight. Ben and uh, Jake, you guys have been very, very integral in making this happen, right? Uh, first off, what is the PATH program? Well, I'm gonna let Jake take this one because this is one of his, his babies. I, was, I came in at the later stages, but Jake, let, explain like how, you, how this started. Okay, before you do, I didn't officially introduce you. Jake Hansen, what is your title at Pheasants Forever? <laughs> I feel like I have an got a evolving got a little... title, Okay, uh, but I'm a development officer. I work with the development team. So I work in the fundraising team, and my region is North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and I got the Southwest Minnesota portion as well. Okay. I work with a lot of individuals, families, foundations, furthering the mission through their charitable giving. So, gotcha. and, and, and so Ben calls you up one day and says, I got an idea, or no. You know, it was, it was a little bit of both. It was like, hey, what, what, like, let's do something. Let's get together and do something cool, right? Like, you know, business is like, you know, business is good. That's great. We're here to make money. But at the end of the day, you know, we wouldn't have our business without, A, without everyone being able to hunt. But more importantly, it's about having public places to recreate. Because, I mean, if I, let's see a, a show of hands here. Who hunts public land? Right. I mean, the that vast is majority. Yeah, that is hands down. And, and, you know, through the work of, of all the states and Pheasants Forever, we have that opportunity. So, um, you know, it was I, I went to Pheasants Forever and said, like, let's do something cool. And then, Jake, you can take it away. Yeah. So we've got four parts to our Pheasants Forever mission. And you may know this, but number one, habitat. Uh, number two, education and outreach. Number three, advocacy and number four public access and we said what is a program that we could do that could encompass all four of those things all right if you think back a few years ago there was a group of volunteers in aberdeen south dakota aberdeen pheasant coalition brown county those businesses those uh, pheasants forever volunteers those community leaders got together and said hey when we have more quality habitat in aberdeen area and brown county that means we have more pheasants and other wildlife. And when we have more wildlife and healthy wildlife populations, people find out about it. So let's create more places to chase those pheasants and chase those deer. And that means what's gonna happen in the Aberdeen community. More people are coming here, they're staying in our hotels, they're going to our restaurants, they're going to our breweries. It's better for our economy. And it's all linked to quality habitat and public access. And so our team got together and said, hey, this is working. 
in Brown County, they could measure the millions of dollars of impact in that community, all because of quality habitat, public access. And we said, let's figure out a way to do that on a statewide level. So our goals coming into the PATH program, which means public access to habitat. That's P-A-T-H. P-A-T-H. It's a right orange. Here. You can see the signs behind us yeah. here. And it's an orange circle sign yep. that you'll start to see out on properties. And what this is doing is it's creating more places for everybody in this. Yes. And it's going into the, st the state walk-in areas yep. program. So it is a voluntary incentive-based program. So it's for private landowners to enroll their lands in long-term conservation programs and public access through South Dakota Game, Fish, and Parks uh, walk-in access program. Here's the thing. Every year through this program, we're going to raise $250,000 so that we can put 10,000 more acres every year on the landscape for hunters, bolstering wildlife for 10-year contract minimums. Minimum, right? Minimums. So every year, as we raise 250K, we're going to enroll 10,000 acres. And here's the thing. We had a conversation about this back in April, June? Yeah, somewhere I don't remember, there, yeah. somewhere in there. And uh, It was just a, like a hatchling plan, said, right? Just the two of you guys on. having a cup well, of coffee, I'm there sure. There was a lot of other people involved. Yeah. We like to claim yeah. it was just the two of us, but yeah. there was a yeah, lot of other very important people. Yeah, just a couple good old boys people. chewing the fat. <laughs> And you guys just dug into your wallet and grabbed $250,000, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, a couple, well, couple mid-level guys. Yeah. Truth be told, though, there's a guy named Chris Callis on our Pheasants Forever team, and he was talking to Ben. And I get this phone call out of the blue and says, how fast can your team get something in front of Onyx? And I said, why? He's like, there's something brewing. And I said, well, you better give us 24 hours. 24 hours after that, Ben calls and says, how fast can the biologist start enrolling properties in PATH? Because we're all in. Yeah. And I think you want to add to that? Anything to that story? Well, it's it's super cool. Like I said, with Onyx, like it was like, okay, yeah, we'll donate. We'll help out. And then, you know, talking to the executives and everybody at the company, they're like, well, how much do they need to fund the first 10,000 acres? Like 250,000. They're like, let's do it. Wow. Let's get it done. Wow. So Onyx wrote a $250,000 check. So that everybody that hunts in the state of South Dakota now has 10,000 more acres of publicly accessible land. Yeah. Give it up for Onyx. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and the goal is here, like, let's not stop. Like, you know, 250, like 10,000 acres is great. But, I mean, it's not my responsibility to add more properties. That's, that's Jake and his team's deal. So, like, what I would love to see is, like, it's not a Who cap. Who jumps up next? It's not a cap, right? Like, yeah. Who's to say we can't do more? So our annual goal is to raise $250,000. So what does that mean? So typically a landowner enrolling their lands in this program is, you know, the requirement is a long-term conservation program contract. And this is lands across the entire state. So it encompasses what's West River and what's East River. The basis of that upfront payment to that landowner, not only are they getting their CRP payment and their walk-in area payment from the state, they're also getting this upfront payment Typically, depending on where the land is uh, located and what the, what the quality is of that habitat or whether it's being restored, is a $25 per acre upfront payment that our team will administer. And so that's where the $250,000 comes from. Yeah. If we raise more than that, yeah. we're going to put more on the landscape. And so here's the thing, Travis. We launched this program officially for enrollment on September 1. 
We've got biologists here. Give us a wave if you're a Pheasants Forever biologist in the place. We've got a couple of them here. Yeah. Those guys have been working so hard. In 45 days, they've already enrolled over 1,000 acres in this program, and they've got other, another 1,000 acres in contracts on their desks right now to finalize in the next 45 days. What are the requirements to meet in order to, uh, for a landowner to say, yeah, my, my land does meet that? I mean, obviously, everyone in this room right now, we all expect that there would be habitat on the ground and pheasants there too, or yeah. knowing this How is a long-term this? thing. Let's bring one of them up. Share it. Who? Nick. Nick Gehring. He's one of our lead farm bill biologists in rolling properties. All right, in this, come on up. In this come on up. Nick, come on up. Tell us what 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 are those parameters? Let's grab that microphone right, right there. there. Give him the question again, Travis. So, what are the requirements for a landowner to meet in order to have their land accepted in this program? What are you looking for specifically? Um, so yeah, obviously like Jake was mentioning, like the CRP program, some high quality undisturbed habitat. So that can look like many different things. So that can be trees, wetlands, CRP, good quality habitat. We set up a review team across the, the team of South Dakota biologists. And with that, um, you know, each site's getting reviewed by that review team to determine that, you know, this is going to create a good opportunity for outdoorsmen um, to, you know, across the board. It could be pheasants, it could be deer, it could be grouse, sure. it could be waterfalls. So. Obviously, habitat, when we're hunting, yeah. we see everything that jumps up. And that's the other cool thing. Like, you know, we're a lot of us are pheasant hunters here, right? But, like, this, this doesn't stop at pheasants. So no. deer hunters, waterfall hunters everything yeah i mean hunters in general use onyx obviously yeah, and so that's deer hunting pheasant hunting you name it it's yep. all hunting and yep. there there's going to be benefits for everybody yep. so what nick's saying and nick is one of our senior farm bill biologists here in south dakota is that with those prerequisites to be enrolled in this program you're going to know when you look for these path programs that there's going to be quality habitat when you drive up to that spot and you can Pretty much count on that quality habitat is going to have wildlife on it. So you want to look for these as they're surrounding us here at Remedy Brewing Company. Yep. These path circular orange signs, they kind of look like sporting clays, don't they? They do. And on <laughs> these, uh, you can don't actually... Don't take that as a challenge. I don't want no. that to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, Anybody no, Don't shoot those. Because uh, we, want, we want these to be prominent on the landscape. You're going to look for these signs and you're going to know that that's quality habitat that's been enrolled through this program. There's also a QR code on every one of these signs that will be out in the field that will bring you to the PATH website so you can learn more. And hopefully as we build that out, it might even be a link to find out where these PATH properties are in South Dakota. So if, if somebody, you know, looks at that QR code right now behind Ben and brings it up, I mean, you could add, if you wanted to, donate a donation to it or is it not available to the public to 100 percent, you can absolutely support the program if you're a landowner or you know a landowner that should participate in this tell them about it give them that link give them one of these brochures that you can find here tonight if you need one of those of course you can reach out to travis and i'll make sure you've got them yeah if you are somebody that loves hunting pheasants and you live in south dakota this program is going to create more public access and more habitat for you to hunt here this weekend. I mean, there are going to be properties available to you this weekend. If you can find these, send us a shout out on social media if you find a path property this weekend. But yeah, this take a picture you. in front of it with Travis, a bird in hand. As you as a non-resident, this is a program that creates more places for you to hunt in South Dakota, whether you want to start at noon or whether you want to start <laughs> at 10 a.m. That's up to you, man. 
but this is going to create more for you, whether Dang, you're a wow, chapter. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> so here's yeah. the Jake, cool thing. Jake opened some. Hold on, Jake. You you opened something interesting. Now I'm waffling. I'm waffling here. If if I get well, you can send them to Travis. Send them to the flush. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't. I'm not right. hot, we're not hot spotting anything right no, now. I don't want to even. Ah, whatever. I'm sick of being yelled at about that. Oh, like, I love it. <laughs> what are you saying, Ben? I was just going to say, all right, well, let's just do it. You take a picture and send. You take a picture in front of a path sign opening weekend for residents, and you send it to the Onyx Facebook or Instagram page. We'll get you a, a, a swag item. Piece there you of go. Gear, whether Ooh, it's a hat or shirt, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm sorry to the Onyx social team already. <laughs> so, oh boy. Sorry, guys. But only You've this weekend. So only opening. Only week. Saturday when and is Sunday. This going out. This will be Brandon. This show. When are you going to drop this tomorrow morning? All okay. Right. So yeah, this is going to be time. this is Thursday night. We're talking at seven. 45 right now and Friday morning this will be open so if you're listening to this while driving to the pheasant field on Saturday morning at like I don't know 8 o'clock so you're there nice and early before the 10 a.m. start Mike not 12 you don't want to go at noon you want to be there by 10 <laughs> and if you see one of these signs yeah. So there's a couple thousand acres currently enrolled, right? So there's a there's thousand a thousand acres. acres currently enrolled. Okay. Those contracts are kind of rolling contracts. So some of them are available this weekend. Some of them are going to come available on November 1st. Some of them the first of the year. Um, and then they'll run for 10 years? 10-year contracts. That okay. Most of them will be 10-year contracts. So that's, that's the thing, Travis, about this. This program is about public access, but it's also about so much more. It's about, you know... Uh, quality habitat, it's about wildlife populations, it's about rural economic development. It is yeah. a win-win for everyone in South Dakota and for those who love to come to South Dakota or move to South Dakota. All the from, way from New from York. New York. I yes. gotta add something on New York. Like, I don't know where the town is, but like, I don't sound like that, do I? No. I don't have that accent. What do you mean? Oh, pretty close. Oh, the New York accent? Yeah, I didn't, like, I hear the Sioux Falls accent. That doesn't sound like anything from, what was it, Can? Something South Dakota, where she was from. That sounds different. Yeah, Canastota. Canastota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound Is like. Is there that. a South Dakota accent? No, I was no. Kidding. We it's all sound York. normal. <laughs> it's when when other people from down south gotcha. and east yeah, they yeah, sound yeah. different. Given way you know, weird. Anyway, for sure. Uh, well, I'm just anyway, kidding. I, I get made fun of a lot because yeah, I have a, like North, I have a Minnesota water. accent. Yeah, I've got to add a qualifier to my statement about gear just so I don't get like abused. Okay. The fifteenth. 15th of October, it shuts down at midnight. But if you send a picture, we'll get you some gear. Okay. 15th, oh, the, the, 15th of October, the gear, because I'm like, oh, God, I just opened a can of worms. Yeah. Be so 15th of October, send a photo next to a path sign, and we will send you some gear. If you're an active outdoorsman or woman on the go, then odds are good that you have toys and equipment that you need to haul. Well, our friends at Aluma Trailers, they've got you covered. Their trailers are built by a hardworking team in Bancroft, Iowa, right here in the good old USA. They have models for all of your hauling needs, from ATV and UTV trailers to utility, snowmobile, motorcycle, car trailers, and even fully enclosed trailers like mine. Trust me when I say that Aluma Trailers tow gear like a dream. Their trailers are constructed out of lightweight, strong, corrosion-resistant aluminum, and they are 100% maintenance-free. Plus, they come with an industry-best five-year warranty. Visit alumaklm.com to find a trailer that fits your needs. 
If you're looking for an awesome bird hunting adventure, then now is a great time to head to the state of North Dakota. Why? Well, this year, the state of North Dakota has reported that pheasant counts are up 61% from last year. The sharp-tailed grouse numbers are up 116%. And get this, the Hungarian partridge numbers have tied an all-time high that comes in at 200% above last year. I've already hunted in North Dakota this season, and I've seen these bird numbers for myself. Water levels are also up, which means the total number of wetlands are up. 76% above the long-term average. The state's breeding duck index was the 23rd highest on record this year, 39% above the long-term average at 3.4 million. All of these numbers mean that there are more ducks, more geese, pheasants, sharpies, and Hungarian partridge on the landscape. In North Dakota, you can experience an epic waterfowl hunter in the peak of the fall migration and have the best upland hunt of your life all in the same day. I know this because I've done it myself. Start planning your world-class hunt in North Dakota at hellond.com. The Onyx Hunt app is one of the most valuable hunting tools that I take into the field every day, and now that app is available in our vehicles. Yep, Onyx did it. They launched Apple CarPlay. That means when you plug your phone into your vehicle, you now have the option to open up the Onyx app right on the dash of your hunting rig. No more holding your phone while driving, which is obviously dangerous, and you get all of the same layers on your vehicle dash that you get on your phone. You can see the aerial view of your location while driving down the road, just like you'd see if you're using your own Maps, Apps, Waze, or Google Maps. Except now you can find out if the properties around you are open to the public. The landowner's name that owns the land. And if you're in North Dakota, you can see if that land is posted without even touching your phone. To use this feature, simply make sure your Onyx app is up to date. And if you're not an iPhone user, don't worry. Onyx is currently working on the same platform for Android phones too. Apple CarPlay, the latest incredible feature from Onyx Hunt. Always know where you stand and now where you drive with Onyx Hunt. Well, and there are obviously going to be pheasants out there. So let's let's hear what a lot of people in the audience right now want to know about come yes. Saturday morning. Will you see a pheasant this year? Jake, will they? Yes, I think that they will. I think there's <laughs> going to be great success. I'm not going to listen to anything else that a Minnesotan might say about South Dakota because our numbers, I think, are going to be trending in the right direction. You heard it here first because Ben and I haven't been able to hear anything from anybody because it's tight-lipped over here in yeah. South Dakota now. That's why I've been <laughs> jabbing the state of South Dakota lately because... Uh, and, and you in the audience can come up and, and tell me how you feel about this. We'd I really honestly... have a little banter about I this, but I think I'm how, right. how residents feel about this. So in Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, they the states will pretty much publish the information they gather from biologists that tell you what the expectations are, what the roadside counts are going into the season. And the reason they do that is because they want people to, one, be successful in the field, and two, get, you know, get excited to know that there are birds out there. Here's what we're seeing. They like to provide that information out there. And a lot of hunters find it useful. Most people are going to go hunt anyway. And when the numbers are up, they tell their, their friends and their friends show up the next time and go out hunting. And, and the numbers of hunters follow the bird numbers. We, we know that. 
So a few years ago, the state of South Dakota, Jake is already smiling. I, I'm just, I'm, Jake's just kind of. So a few years ago, like maybe six or seven years ago, I believe, the state of South Dakota stopped publishing pheasant reports because at the time, the, the numbers were going down because the habitat was going down. Let's just face it. That's facts. So the number of pheasants were going down. The, the state gets a lot of money from non-resident tourism dollars to come in to hunt pheasants. And so that, those negative numbers, they were afraid. This is what I've been told. They were afraid that those negative pheasant numbers going down would mean less hunters coming to the state. So they thought, we're just going to promote pheasant hunting in general and not give anecdotal numbers. Not to- even anecdotal. Like, this was, this was research. This was, it, I mean, they have been doing roadside comments yeah. for, I don't know how many years, a lot of years. Yep. Jake's just sitting here like, I'm not saying anything. So my question is, as a resident of South Dakota, are you for the state of South Dakota not publishing roadside counts? Let's hear some. I Come some, on up. We right. got thumbs on. You want Come the on. roadside counts? Come on up. Come on down. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I really want to open this conversation up because we talk about it all the time. People are interested yeah. in information. Yep, go ahead. It's Mike, right? Um, Mike. Yep. Yeah. Mike's on the yeah, mic. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, I'm good with the with the roadside counts. I want people to know what the birds are. I mean, that is a big part of our economy is people coming in. And birds are really good this year. I've been out sharp tail hunting. And every time I go sharp tail hunting, I at least pass on a limit of pheasants because. Yeah, not, not open season yet. yet. Yeah. But birds are solid this year. They're 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 not like the heydays and you know, nineteen. What number was that? Well, nineteen. I, I, I would like forty-five. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean like two thousand eight, yeah, nine. Yeah. I mean we were really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. But so the numbers back in two thousand and seven that were reported by the state were roughly twelve million birds. Jake, do you know any numbers that have been reported this year? I do not know numbers specific. Wouldn't that be nice to know, Ben? I was just going to say, look at the pheasant forecast. Yeah, I but then I forgot our conversation. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get that either, ago. but yeah. well, these guys are backing me in the corner. Mike, yeah. grab, it. grab your stuff. Pheasants Come on up. Be solid. South Dakota yeah, is yeah, on solid right. this year. Well, Bring it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you. I, I hope you have a great opening day. <laughs> I, I hope everybody does. I, I feel like we... Oh, I thought you were going to rebut, again, rebuttal against it, but no. Okay. Um, Jake, what's your take here? Come on. What? Okay, you're backing me in a corner because I have right. to be careful about what I say. And I do think that it is important for a lot of different reasons to have sound scientific numbers in a, in a, in a survey and a database that we're collecting that information, I think, for not only just hunters, but also in, in many other ways. Um, for, for me... I understand, I think, the approach that the folks that made those decisions uh, made because of how important um, hunting is on our way of life in South Dakota. Uh, you know, whether we realize it or not, most of us as South Dakotans depend on hunters and that part of our economy for, for you know, our well-being. And, and the, the thing I'll add to that as well is that it's not like uh, South Dakota tourism, game fish and parks, like, they are still actively investing in access and habitat. They are. Yeah. They have been a supporter as well to uh, the PATH program, a, a large supporter. So uh, we, we yep. like they. That can't be 
understated. So like, South Dakota Game Fish and Parks. Yeah. South Dakota Game Fish and Parks is one of our most important partners. And we do work sidestep in a number of different ways. They support us in so many ways, and we support them in so many ways. But I think about it. This is an apples to oranges. Would I still deer hunt my property if I didn't use trail cameras? I probably stood, still would. Sure. Would you? I would. And I'd still come to South Dakota yeah. and hunt pheasants, which I plan to do in a few weeks. If you didn't know the my numbers son. of birds. Yeah, my son is going to come on his first pheasant hunt in South Dakota. And we are going to walk on some walk-in access land, some state properties, some public land. And I'm going to show him what I grew up pheasant hunting, what it looked like. And who knows, we might knock on some... Are you going to tell them a story? You're going to be like, hey, back in my day, we used to start at yeah. noon. <laughs> as you guys start oh, at, as you start at gonna, noon. I am never going to live this one down. Uh, oh, my but, goodness. You know, but, but at, no, the, at so, the end of the day, like South Dakota is still probably the, it's undisputed yeah, king. It is. It's, it, is the, it is number Far one. Enough. It ranks number one, and it has for many years, and I'm sure it will continue to rank number one in pheasant harvest. You guys out here have a lot of pheasants. A lot of pheasants. And we're making And the other reason I am giving the state a hard time is because we need to celebrate that. We got to keep it going. And the numbers have been rising the last four or five years. And so the reason that they stopped promoting the numbers was because it was a down year. A year. Since then, it has been rising pretty steadily, Jake, right? Would well, you just say? I'm going to bring this back full circle and I'm going <laughs> to say this. The number one... I. You know, hopefully my biologist team here doesn't disagree they're, with me. Uh -oh, but the number one limiting guy. factor for pheasant populations is habitat. habitat. And yes. what did Onyx do? Provided the resources needed to put 10,000 more acres of habitat on the landscape. Sure. We're going to go raise another 250,000 to put 10,000 more acres. And we're going to do this every year. So where's the trend going? Hey. It's got to go up. We're going to put 10,000 more acres every year from here on out. Yep. And thanks, Ben and Onyx, for jump-starting that for us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We cannot thank you enough. Big round of applause, everybody, for this new program that everyone in this room right now has access to. Um, let's, let's talk outside of this program, too. Um, I had a question come in. How many acres are currently... Open to the public in South Dakota. <laughs> You're Ooh, jumping to your phone. So I, I should, yeah, I should know this. Be, you know, Onyx and yeah. whatnot. But, but you, yeah, you got to keep track of so, a lot more so than we one state. We We're putting this on Jake because yeah. he lives Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's on Jake. But yeah. so we've released a couple of port reports that are really interesting. So um, the latest one is our walk-in report. If you're interested, you can check that out at onyxmaps.com. The walk-in report details state-by-state state that has these programs that shows you the amount of walk-in acres per state, as well as some really, really interesting statistics. What is it? Over, Over five, five million. million. And that's what the Game Fish and Parks website is reporting here. I'm cheating at trivia. Over five million acres uh, accessible to the public, whether it's publicly owned lands mm -hmm. or it's uh, leased from private sources, open to the public. Over five million acres in South Dakota. Got it. Doug with the Roughland Kennel got that one. Wow. And nice kettle, by the way. Okay, um, Ben, since we're talking Onyx, what are some of the new features that you guys have come out with this hunting season? Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of stuff in the works right now. If, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously we're constantly evolving, constantly adding new features. Um, one of the cool ones that I have used quite a bit this season so far, whether it's chasing Sharpies, Huns, Rough Grouse, um, is the, it's a, it's a real-time imagery. So essentially... Uh, if you go click 
in the bottom right corner where you look at satellite, topography, those different map layers, click on real-time imagery. It's going to be lower resolution, but all of that imagery is going to be taken within the last two weeks. So if you want to know, like I have used it to see if crops are harvested in fields. So like, I don't know, I'm going to go to this property to pheasant hunt. I wonder if this corner is harvested. Mm-hmm. I can flip that real-time imagery on and see. Right. That real-time information is, yep. is critical because obviously we know that a lot of pheasants can hide in standing corn, standing yes, crops. Correct. Jake, where are we at with the harvest in South Dakota? Hey, I think, well, here's the, the unfortunate news right now is I know that folks had started harvest already, but here, some acres of South Dakota between today and tomorrow, we're, we're supposed to get up to three inches of rain. So I think that's going to put a little bit of a pause on harvest time. Yep. Um, but I know that folks started, I've seen a lot of beans being harvested. I haven't seen a lot of corn, but I think that that was starting in some places of the state. Just Does, because does anybody have a number out the there? Dry. I was talking to... Uh, uh, biologist in South Dakota the other day, and I think he said it was under 7% of corn has been taken out. Beans were up a little bit. Is it higher than that now? Higher than that. 16? 16 is the estimate. All right. So basically what was out today is likely going to be what you see Saturday because with all this rain, I don't think we're going to have a lot of harvest in the next couple of days, which means, you know, a few pheasants are going to survive that are going to not even know that you walk through their grass Gold. when you come through. Golden hour, right? Golden hour. Yep. That's right. How do you outsmart a pheasant that spends all day in the crops? Ben Bredigan. Well, I will tell you. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. The biggest thing that I have found, obviously, so like you've heard of golden hour. Yeah. It's, it's I have hunted fields admittedly too long. So I've went there, hunted at, I've, and I've had a couple of spots where I've hunted at like 9 a.m., noon and then again right at sundown and i have not i've seen one or two birds maybe morning afternoon mm-hmm. and then sundown it's hundreds of birds isn't that wild how they yep. just appear so a lot of times my best hunt last year in minnesota that exact same thing every time i walked through the same field it was a 40 acre field every pass i found more birds and more birds and more birds until we all limited out yeah and the other thing with that is too is, is when you're hunting to utilize those edges all animals tend to be edge animals, edge birds, etc. So, you know, if you're walking, you're walking a piece of grass, take, if there's a field edge, if, even if it's standing, I would take that edge. I'm always hunting edges, whether it's cattails to grass, whether it's corn to grass, corn to cattails, etc. And the other thing um, with that is, is just to be very, very mindful of, of where you're shifting birds, right? Because there's no doubt that pheasants run. We've all experienced that. So um, really take the time to use, use Onyx. Get on there and plan your route. Like I utilize it where a lot where I'll come in and swing and try to push birds into cattail patches or more manageable areas that I can, I can hunt. Versus if you do a big push through a grass field into a cat or into a cornfield, like they're all just going to run into the cornfield. So you have to be very mindful of how you position those birds knowing that they're going to run. So just imagine if you were being chased, where are you going to run? In the corn. Right. So utilize that to your advantage to put those birds where you want them. If anybody has a question for Ben at Onyx or Jake at Pheasants Forever or myself, come on up. Just walk on up. Hold your hand up. We'll, hey, we'll is, stop what we're talking is about. Is the beer still and, free right now? I think so. Yeah, I think it still so is. No, no, still go get And more. then, okay, we got one ready. Nobody's yelled at me. All right. 
So the PATH program for South Dakota is fantastic. I think it's a great thing. It's a pheasant capital of the world. PATH is a perfect thing. Expanding that PATH program to other states and, and, and including more public land for, for states that maybe don't have an outstate 10-day season would be a great thing. I mean, that's another investment that Onyx and everybody could look at and, and, and bring together for more, for more public land access. I think that's a okay. great idea. The PATH program was created so that can be replicated and we hope that it does get replicated all over the country. Um, there are some other, you know, similar type of programs like in Nebraska, open fields and waters. Sure. Um, but, you know, we hope that somebody takes this model and replicates it even better than we did. And that's why we designed it that this way. This is a jump start. Yeah. And so, Jake, would you say, would you say base, that's a state initiative like to help support that? Or is that, how does that transpire? Does the state need to say like, hey, we're on board. We need to help. Yeah. So we, we had some we had some statistics as far as, you know, when you guys, let's, let's throw the advocacy piece in here. The farm bill, there is the voluntary public access uh, program, BPA HIP. HIP, all right, Habitat Improvement Program. That is a piece of the farm bill that provides states with resources that help fund state agencies for things like public access. And that's a tremendous amount of, like, Millions and millions of dollars. What's like farm bill right now? Oh, I mean, yeah. So we know that in South Dakota alone last year, $8.29 million was direct economic activity because of VPA HIP. So that's stuff on public land. And we said, we can help you take that further. So when our team met with the state, it was, let's do this collaboratively together um, for a number of benefits for everyone. I think we've got another question follow up to that. This is directed more at all three of you, so it's kind of a personal question. Um, what is your favorite upland bird species to chase? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I already got a Hungarian partridge. I am madly in love with Hungarian partridge, and the reason I love them, one, they live in beautiful places. Two, they'll hold tight on a point, and when you go in and flush them, the adrenaline rush of... Two weeks ago, I had one bush, over 30 birds erupt at one time. It's like quail hunting, except they're twice as big. And it is just an adrenaline rush when the whole covey explodes. It's a beautiful thing that I just, I can't put into words. And I, ever, I just want more of it every single time. I love that they also don't live in cattails. <laughs> they're, my, they're my, probably my 1A, my 1B is a rough grouse. I, and I just absolutely love everything about a challenge. When I take a rough grouse, I know that if I especially take it off of a, a point of a dog, that the dog did everything that it had to do to get me in position to flush that bird. And you have one 1,000, that's it. It's gone. Yeah. That is it. And so you have to make that shot. And when, you, when the dog, like I, my dog went on point and, and I, the first bird I flushed, I shot. And I thought, ah, oh, I missed. And she went back and brought it. And I just, I just knelt down next to her. And it was just her, Daisy and I. And I was just like, man, that is just the king. They call it, yeah, it's the they king. They call it the 100%. king. You know, and there's something about it. I, I love every single upland bird. 
I really, <laughs> really do. And Jake's laughing because pheasants are not in my top yeah, two. He's laughing yeah, at you know, like, And we no, are in South Dakota, so I don't boo me again. I'm pandering to the wrong audience. <laughs> I know. All right, Jake, I'm, let's, let's pheasants get Pheasants are king. Pheasants. I love hunting sharp-tailed grouse. And if you've never done it before, find somebody to introduce you to that because that is so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw a curveball at you. My favorite upland bird to hunt. Don't say Himalayan snowcock or I'll punch you. Is the wild turkey. I love turkey what? hunting, and I'm throwing them in the upland bird category. What? No. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, I'm gonna, you're different ca- you're season. Canceled. You're canceled. Yeah, different season. Nobody's going to believe anything you think say. Yeah, I know, but I mean, um, yes, and, and your favorite one? Probably the prairie chicken. There you go, and why? Just the dog work and the stuff that goes into that hunt is just something that's so different from somebody that grew up pheasant hunting. In the sand hills and the open ground, watching a dog go on point 500 yards away taking you 20 minutes to get to it and it's still being pointed it's just it's just a different challenge that it somebody is. that grew up yeah. shooting ringnecks didn't the, have the beauty of upland bird hunting anywhere in america whether you're chucker hunting or california quail ben you got to do that last yeah. year or rough grouse or pheasant hunting in south dakota is that every one of them possesses its own challenge and when you put it all together then you hold that bird in your hand next to your dog that went out and retrieved it or pointed it or whatever it might be. And every single one of those birds are special every single time. Yep. So I like to say whichever bird I'm hunting that day. I really do. I yep. love all of them. I've had some of my most favorite moments in the field with other people and with my dog. Pheasant hunting too. Yep. I mean, I just I just love that bird as well. And for me, it dep- it's, a, it's all seasonal based. Like, yeah. If you would tell me, do you want to go hunt pheasants in September? I would be like, no, I don't know. Yeah. I want to hunt so, sharp-tailed grouse, yes. furry chickens, Hungarian partridge, our September birds. Yep. October, October birds. is strictly, I'm sorry for all you pheasant hunters going out this weekend. Rough grouse. Rough grouse. Mm-hmm. It is holy. But then come November. <laughs> but you and I grew up in rough grouse country. True, my true. first flush. My first. Yeah, everyone remembers your first one, right? Your yeah. first time. And mine was a rough grouse. So. Yeah, we, we grew and up then, in the woods. And then November? Yeah. Deer season December? Start, it is yep. all pheasants. Yeah. Yep. And I think quail. pheasants are kind of a gateway. That was what my story was as an adult onset upland hunter. Started with a love of pheasants. And then, I mean, I seriously encourage folks, if, if you've only gotten pheasant hunting, try one new species a year. Well, yeah. uh, overwhelming when, when we produce a, a pheasant hunting show like that always there's a the pheasant is always number one i mean ben, when you put your surveys out there pheasants pheasant pheasants number, number one, one then rough grouse number two or quail yeah. two pheasants because pheasants, pheasants grouse actually grouse two but then only, quail funny enough only out of like four states that grouse hunters like minnesota's got like over a hundred thousand upland hunters then you got wisconsin michigan that's where that's all is so yeah you're yeah. good hey thanks yep thank you very much next Oh, here comes Lucky Mike. Yeah, Mike. me again, fellas. Hey. Glad to have you. So, uh, I, you know, just kind of a statement, really, to these guys that, you know, we're here for a pheasant opener, but I think if you're look, overlooking the grouse hunting on the western part of the state, you are missing out. Yeah. I mean, as much as pheasants are great and they're amazing, but you guys got a couple of weeks to get your dogs warmed up and all that stuff for pheasant season. 
and grouse are just ridiculous this year in South Dakota. (laughs) I mean, not like the numbers in North Dakota you've been talking about, maybe, but (laughs) he's been listening. I was up in the I was up in I was up in the grasslands last Saturday. I seen seventy plus grouse, and I hunted until ten o'clock a.m. Isn't that awesome? And, and I that's mean, the they are ridiculous. Yeah. If you guys are just waiting for pheasant season, you are missing out. Yeah. Uh, right. The hunting you season, guys are just shorting yourselves. Yeah. It, 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 goes but, so, it goes so short the way yep, it is. So if you it, can it, add a month it, to your season like that, I mean, for us, I know Ben and I, we, we've already been up to Canada together. We've yep. been to North Dakota. I mean, like, I want to maximize every possible day that I can get out there in the field. I enjoy the food. We've eaten wild game four out of the last five days at my house, yeah. and I love every single thing about that. Yep. I love the fact that we're going to go harvest some more here in the next yeah. couple of days, but I don't want to miss any day that I can spend in the field. I really don't. And I'm obviously, look at this room right now. Yeah, There's a lot of passion thirsty, right here, right? right? Everyone's thirsty to pheasant. Huh? Yeah. Get out, get the mixed bag. South Dakota is a wonderland. Do hey, it. Man. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Guys, we are over an hour already. Yeah. You got a question? How about we do, Brandon, a couple more questions? We have a, if we have, you got a question as well, why don't you get in line here? We'll do a, some, a few more questions here, and then we're going to turn the mics off and continue the party. We have a, oh, a gun to give away. We got some more stuff. We got a few other things to do here yet. All right, name. Perfect. Two short questions. What's name your first. Name? Uh, Drew. Drew. Brian. Thanks, Drew. Uh, lifelong South Dakotan. Uh, first off, for anyone out of state, uh, I, I haven't seen a pheasant in years, so if you guys want to just stay home, it's fine. The pheasants aren't here this year. Just stay cozy where you're at. True, true. I don't see you. You don't have glasses on. Do you have, like, glaucoma? Or... <laughs> so two questions, uh, one for Onyx and then uh, one for you. The first for Onyx um, would be, uh, just looking on Onyx, I don't necessarily see a filter specifically for path. Do you guys see... Uh, specifically having a path filter, or is that just going to be lumped in uh, with all the other ones? Um, And then I'll sit down for the second one, but just uh, directly towards you, uh, speaking of last season and your rodeo, do you plan on doing any more hunting on horseback (laughs) this season or anytime soon? What what was your name, Travis, the one you were riding? Fireball. Fireball, yes. So That's a really true, that's a good question, because I had it in my head to ask you, I assume there's got to be a layer on on Onyx that shows the path properties, right? Well, so we're working on it right now. Like this is it's again, so new. This is just like all of a sudden just boom yeah. came together. Yeah. But I've had a ton of people ask, hey, like how do we access Where this do you property? find it? So we're working on that. Right now it's all being added into South Dakota's walk in the areas program. Um, but yes, that is something we're working on. Uh, if you're on Onyx now, you've got the pheasant and quail forever layer right now that'll show you all the build a wildlife area, walk in areas that they have worked on or sorry, build a wildlife areas. That have either entered into federal hands or state hands, correct, Jake? Yep. 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 Make sure, and this is a just a key reminder, make sure you have all your layers turned on correct. on your map so that you're seeing all of the properties. You can click on the state, and depending on if you're an elite member or what's the other one, Ben? Elite? Premium. If premium. premium yeah, so, single state. Yeah. Yep. So the either either one that you have, you want to make sure you have all your layers turned on so you're not missing any of the properties. You want to drive right past them. Yep. And to answer your other question. Yes, I do want to do a few more rodeos. Hopefully, I don't get thrown off of any horses, but 
There is something, Ben. You've actually, you uh, can speak to this too because we, this is a certain I shouldn't subject. probably bring this up, but um, there's something amazing about watching a dog run the prairie on horseback. And if I ever have the opportunity to do it again, I'm going to do it. But in my world, I also have to have a cameraman that's right there documenting <laughs> everything I do. So I need to convince a cameraman to jump on a horse. And too. you can't put a cameraman on a horse named Fireball. No, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. And not everyone. And we've broken cameras. Like one time we, we made it. We didn't even make it across this room and the camera was already broken because the horse started to, you know, give a little trot to keep up. Yeah. And the camera's bouncing and it's laughing. And it snapped right there. And he's like, guys. We're done. It's just broke just yeah, the camera. Over. So I'm I'm likely going to get on a horse again. I don't anticipate getting bucked off again. But this current season, I don't have any horseback shows planned. Sorry. But thank you for watching that Thanks one. Thanks for your <laughs> questions, Drew. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you send that Onyx uh, like customer service email yeah. or question often beat and say, up. when's that path layer coming? Because you, you'll you help wanna, us out. If you want to um, do it, beat them up. Do we have any other questions here? Any other questions? Okay, come on over. Yep. And then I think we're going to wrap this up here afterwards, yep. and uh, we're going to give away a gun. Yeah. So, if, uh, Ben, I think, hey, before we wrap, well, let's answer this question. Not so much a question, but just a thanks to you guys. I mean, huge thanks to Onyx, huge thanks to uh, Pheasant Forever, because, I mean, me growing up, not having a lot of private land to hunt, um, and Pheasants Forever and what they do for the public land and everything is great. And then Onyx, too, hands down best app that's came out for hunting ever. I mean, it. super thanks, big thanks to you guys. And I think these guys deserve a round of applause. Absolutely. So thanks again, guys. Hey, thank you all for coming out tonight. And yeah, I, I echo that too. Ben, you want to add anything? Yeah. I, I'll have to say all of this could not happen without Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. So again, you know, the, I mean, I don't want to get into this, but the economy's tight, you know, your inflation is up, but if you can spare $35, Jake? $25, $25. is equivalent to one acre. So yeah. so if 25 bucks creates one acre of habitat yeah. in public access this year, and Nick has got a computer in the back, uh, if folks do want to, you know, how many acres will you create? Want to create one tonight? Want to create four? Want to create so, 100? Nick can help we, you make that happen. That's yeah. cool. Tangible difference that those yeah. make. And if anything else, just please... Become a Pheasants or Quill Forever member. Um, that, that helps out. The, 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 it supports what we love to do, right? Um, and especially we've got uh, Pheasants Forever, uh, Pheasant Fest coming this year and Quill Classic coming to Sioux Falls. Yeah. All right. I want to see the attendance record broken this year. Yeah, what was it last year? Like 28,000? Minneapolis. Yeah, something like that. So Sioux Falls had it. Minneapolis had it. Yeah. Minnesota and broke the broke yep. your record, South Dakota. So you're gonna have to up your game. Bring yep. your bring your friends. We're not gonna release the attendance numbers, just like our present. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just claim that we broke the record, Travis. Oh wow, that was but, bad. Wow, but uh, wow. A, a big, give me that sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A big thanks to everyone coming that came out tonight. It is blowing probably 30 miles an hour. It's raining. It is mm -hmm. just a nice, cold, pheasant hunting night. Yeah. And I and thank each and every one of you for coming out tonight yeah. and making this such a fun event. Ben, do we do this every year now? Yeah, heck yeah. All this right. This is great.
All right, everybody, thank you guys so much. We will be back. Oh, 37 hours and 44 minutes, and you guys can pheasant hunt. Yeah, are Nick. you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Pheasant season is almost here. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Flush Podcast. Yeah, let's give away stuff. We got a lot of stuff. We got some stuff to give away. Uh, And big thanks to Brandon over here.